Listen, I can't give any more information. Uh -oh. But I fear I may have girl boss a bit too close to the sun. On this episode of the commercial break. How do I win in this one? You get whatever I'm selling. <laughs> what is that? I'm not sure, but I'll get back to you on that. Can you say, can you tell me that at some point in the future, if I determine what exactly I am selling, you may or may not sign my contract? Uh, sure, dude. Whatever. Close. Win-win. <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. Cassie Kittens, welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and wonderful co-host, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you. And best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. What is the strangest thing you have ever eaten? Mm. Ooh. Strangest thing. God, that's right off the bat. Yeah. The question. Well, you. Like, I ask one every time like I open up the microphone, you need to be prepared. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a receiver on a football team. With a blindfold on, just waiting for that ball to come at you straight in your face. I mean, maybe octopus, which seems very mainstream now. Bulpo? But at the time, it was it was different for me, being a girl from the South. And Penis. my parents did not like sushi at all. Oh, no. No. Okay. And so it was very exotic for me. So did I, I told you I ate live octopus. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, that's pr bull's Eesh. testicles, octopus, heart. I've had heart, oh. which I... We go to this restaurant here in town that's like a tapas restaurant. It serves heart. They they don't serve heart, but they served heart to us. What? So I go in there. Heart? What what heart? What beef heart? Uh, okay, beef heart. So at least it was beef heart, right? It I wasn't guess. like cow heart, like um you know chicken heart or anything like that. It was so cow heart. It was. I'm pretty sure it was cow heart. That's I beef. don't know. I didn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Cowhart? What's that? I can't quite get that register for that voice yet because I'm still dealing with the you pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So just bear with me. The funny voices will come back, but I'm still recovering from a bout with walking pneumonia. So I go into this restaurant with Astrid very early on when we came back to the United States from our travels in Europe. We go to this nice tapas restaurant downtown that just opened. And we get in and we get a nice table with Raphael and Chelsea and we sit down and one of the managers is running around the restaurant, and all, I recognize him, and then Who he recognized me. He is a guy that I worked at Chili's with. Remember that Chili's? Rochambeau, the oh my kid's God, cup. Yeah. Can I get a kid's margarita? Yeah. Rochambeau, let's get a little blow. And uh, he's he's a guy who worked there with us back in the day, like he's the crazy the day. Biz. He's still in the biz. He's running this really nice restaurant. I thought for sure the guy was going to kick me out of the restaurant because <laughs> I was just kind of a general <laughs> shithead back then. I probably did him wrong in some way, shape, or form. But no, he was very nice and accommodating in this restaurant. So he says, Brian, so it's been so long. So good to see you. Let me handle the appetizers. Let me handle the appetizers. Here's a bottle of Chianti. Here's a bottle of Chianti. Chianti Classico and some stale bread. Would you like some three-day-old octopus? He's still alive. With all its floppy little tentacles. So I'm like, oh, okay, so how nice of you. Yes. How nice. nice of you, right? Of course, you don't refuse. So he did. He brought over a bottle of wine, really nice, whatever Spanish shitty wine he gave us, Rioja or whatever. And then uh, he brings out a couple appetizers. He's like, you know, risotto balls or whatever he's, they're serving these days. I like risotto balls. Then he comes over and he puts a plate down. And it looks to me, I thought it was foie gras. 
Oh. So I was like, oh, wow, so nice of you, foie gras. I don't really like foie gras, but I was about yeah. to, I was going to eat it just sure. because, right? Because he brought it. I don't like eating foie gras in principle. I don't like right. the way that foie gras is made, but I digress. So I'm like, oh, man, you didn't have to put foie gras out. And he's like, oh, no, 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 this is not foie gras. This is even better. And I'm like, what is this? And he goes, it's beef heart. And Astrid nearly lost her lunch. She uh. was like, <gasps> that she had like an, like an audible gasp, like, <gasps> And me and Rafa were like, wow, cool, beef heart. <laughs> you know, Rafa would probably eat the heart, the beating heart right out of a cow if it was part of some like yes. yogatic ceremony yes, or something. Would. He had he a would. recycle life or some shit. <laughs> he would. But I was just saying, wow, like I'm going to have to fucking eat this now. Yeah. Taste it exactly like you would expect it to taste like iron. Like you were literally chewing on a, a like on an iron bar, like, <laughs> or you had cut yourself and you were sucking the blood just mm. to keep it from bleeding yeah it was gross i didn't like it at all i didn't like the texture i didn't like the taste it was not for me Bulls, jokes on you but jokes on me <laughs> the guy did hate me it turned out <laughs> exactly <laughs> turned out the guy did it's think i was an asshole yeah it's a delicacy <laughs> not really uh so bull's testicles i thought were okay rocky mountain oyster fried up those were okay baby octopus Probably the strangest thing I have ever eaten because it was alive, it was a baby octopus, and it was still wiggling all the way down my throat. By the way, I watched a recent cooking show where they went to a restaurant in San Francisco, not the same restaurant, but they had the same thing, the baby octopus alive. And that, to me, was the most disturbing thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, I'm okay on but that. But there is a picture running around the internet right now that I think is going to take the cake no matter what you say you ate unless it's human flesh, which I'll get to in a second. <laughs> There's a, got a picture coming out of, out of Australia, Adeline, I think, and it's a security camera footage of a guy going down an escalator with a, imagine you go to Kroger, Publix, wherever you go, Walmart to shop, and you get those chicken wings in that big tub, that mm -hmm. you know, sealed tub, and there's like 24 chicken wings in there. The and, pan, like the tin pan? Yeah, like the plastic pan okay. that they put them in, in the, to, so you can buy them. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the place and you buy them and there they are in that little plastic little holder and all you know wrapped up <laughs> this guy is eating the chicken wings right out of the plastic container not cooked not cooked not, that's just dangerous look at this picture morgan i'm gonna ask you to find this picture in the new york post and put it up there hey. do you see that he is literally That's eating chicken wings. Move. That is a you yes. do not want to think about. There's a great page called day. I Did It Drunk. <laughs> yeah. And this is the kind of thing that would go on I Did It Drunk. But that doesn't top the weirdest thing that I found. That so this got me on a whole kick about what people are eating, weird things weird that people food. are eating. Yeah. And we'll get to that. There's an episode Uncooked I'm putting chicken together. is just dangerous. So It's so dangerous. And how could it possibly have any flavor that you would want to eat? No. Ugh. To be honest with you, the older I get, the less I like chicken. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. Unless it's like. Ramen noodle be chicken honest. bouillon. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be honest. Anytime I say I'm being honest, you could pretty much be sure I'm bullshitting you. Anytime someone prefaces something, but let me be honest. <laughs> I've got a few go-to chicken dishes, but... Is one of them raw? No. Chicken? No. Mm -mm, Jess never them. had raw chicken? No. So this got me on a whole kick going down this rabbit hole of weird things that people are eating. I have an episode coming up of putting it together on weird foods and people eating weird foods and preparing weird foods. But the strangest thing that I found, a video that we'll showcase at a later episode, is someone that ate their own knee cartilage. Mm. It was given to them after a surgery. 
they cooked it up and they made a bolognese out of it and they ate it, the whole thing. Why? Because they're fucking lunatics. I've seen people eat their toes and their people eat their, like, thinking You've something. You've seen get, people eat yes, their toes. Yes, it's online. Yes, they cook it up. They get it. They get Why? it amputated. They take it home. They cook it up. Why do they? I guess because they decide this is the one chance I'm going to eat to get to eat human flesh. Let me taste it. Why did they get their toes cut off? Oh, lots of people get toes cut off for lots of reasons. But aren't they diseased? Probably. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I told you my friend got that spider bite, and then she had to get her whole foot amputated. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, it's diseased. It's diseased. It's gross. If God wanted us, or the universe wanted us to eat human flesh, it would taste a lot better. I don't know what it tastes like, but I'm assuming it doesn't taste good based on some videos that I, I saw. I mean, everything tastes good fried. That's true. I mean, you could fry up a thumb and probably make it taste good, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, you could fry up a thumb and make it. It's like Rocky Mountain oysters yeah. when they're fried. They just kind of taste like weird yeah. textured chicken balls that are fried, right? Mm. And they were breaded, too. So it was just like eating a fried whatever. Chicken balls. Chicken balls. You never had a chicken ball? Mm-mm. Never had a chicken meatball? No, I thought you meant their balls. Like their testicles. Oh, no, I've never had a chicken testicle. <laughs> Though I'd go Do for that, too. testicles? I don't, I don't know. Well, chicken. Don't you just stick your finger up a chicken's butt to figure out whether or not it's a male or female? Or do you just wait until they lay eggs? We're, we're going off in a whole direction here. I know, but I want to know now. It's yeah. like dolphins don't have... The dolphins well, have, Most of the hens are, are, are female. And, and the rooster... Eggs. I don't know if a rooster has balls. I think we should... If someone knows whether or not a rooster has balls, we could Google it, but we'll just wait for you okay. to reply six weeks later. <laughs> I think somewhere there's testes somewhere. They mm. may just might not be hanging out. Okay. But that would be more interesting if a chicken rooster did have balls and it was walking around with like a big old <laughs> sack of balls. I just read about the guy who had the world's biggest testicles. Did you see that article? No, I didn't. guy who had the world's biggest testicles got a disease of the testicles. I'm not being served the same articles in my newsfeed that you are. No, you apparently. got you got to be in a really weird place to get into Brian territory. You should see the stuff that gets served up to me. Holy shit, Chrissy! I can only I, imagine. Yeah, I am just, and unfortunately for those who have to share a computer with me. I really go down some weird rabbit holes. And I think, yeah, I think I would be arrested if someone came in here and looked at, yes, <laughs> and looked I think at so my too. thing. I wanted to address something real quick because um, I think this is interesting and, and I think I've done this before a couple of times. So I wanted to address this. What is, when you break up with a guy, when you've broken up with a guy, how do you go about doing that? It's like a bit, it's like, you know, Fuck you all. I'm never going to talk to you it again. It depends on the on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I've been cheated on, I'm like, fuck you. Okay. If you've been cheated on. See you later. But, you know, if it's like another breakup where it's delicate, they like you more than you like them, and, you know, it's time to just end it, it's tough. I mean, you, the last breakup I probably had, like, we went out to dinner, and I okay. had the conversation. Yeah. And I was just like, it's not... But I still want to be friends. Uh, still want to yeah. be friends. Yeah, anytime you hear that, it's you might as well. You're great. It's just, uh, I'm going in a whole other direction. No! <laughs> I, <laughs> it doesn't include you in it. I've been at those dinners. <laughs> I've been at those dinners where someone's telling me the same mm-hmm. thing. It's a good thing because you're in a public space, mm-hmm. right? So the reaction can't has to be a little bit measured, or you would hope that it would be measured because you're in a public space. Yeah. Number one. Number two, anytime someone says the word friends in yeah. a conversation involving your relationship, 
it means they don't like you anymore, right? And that's a tough pill to swallow. It is. And then you have to, do you wait till the end of dinner or do you do it at the beginning and then let the dinner kind of drag on? Oh, no, no. You have to ease right into it. Yeah, yeah, right at the end. <laughs> well, maybe not. Go, like, this has been a wonderful. At the end, but as you're maybe eating the meal. I could just see the guy that you're dating. <laughs> he's like, I'm so going to get that ass tonight. I'm going to get that ass. Oh, yeah. I took her to a nice restaurant. Fancy. I'm even going to pick up the bill. And Chrissy's like, well, this has been a wonderful dessert. What do you think I about us being friends? <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It is. But you do it. But you do it because I can't stand the ghosting that is happening now. No, I don't think I've... I, say, I shouldn't oh, say well. this. I probably haven't ghosted anybody. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I actually remember I was dating two women at the same time, and I had to tell one of them goodbye. That was a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. I did it in the car. They came over to my house. And the other woman was in my house. Were you driving or were no, they driving? No, they were driving. They came oh, over to my house. That's a bold move. Yes, yeah, she just like texted she on the way over and she was like, like I know. She lived in fucking Coweta <laughs> County at the time. I mean, you you and I were friends during this. <laughs> yes. She was in Coweta fucking County. It took her an this. hour to drive into town. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm right around the corner. I thought I'd stop by. And I'm like, what? And then two seconds later, my gate calls and I'm like, fuck. But I'm with the other woman in my house. Mm-hmm. And so I literally had to run out to the car and I had to say, listen, I know that we've been carrying on this relationship. I'm in the middle of sex with yeah, another woman in my God, apartment. So God. I got to let you go. Oh, but I would say that nine times out of 10, I've tried to be straight on with it. But I think I'm guilty of the following that's happening a lot, apparently, which is quiet dumping. Hmm. And that means that you don't <laughs> quite tell somebody you're dumping them, but you just kind of slowly but surely move away from them. You know what I'm or saying? Or if you don't make any noise while you're dumping. Yes. <laughs> or if you you start falling asleep you're during sex. A quiet dump. <laughs> yeah, quiet dump. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Oh, I do know what you mean. Yes, a quiet dump. <laughs> hey, honey, have a good day at work. I just finished my shit in here. I'm on minute number forty-three. I got about another thirteen minutes left. Uh, while you're at it, do me a favor and take all the clothes that you have in my room with you and leave the key. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Talk to you later. (laughs) I think that this is happening uh, as a thing now that people are talking about on the internet that they're getting quietly dumped or they are doing the quiet dumping. Well, what does that entail? You don't tell someone they're dumped. You just kind of back away from them slowly. That's ghosting, right? It's not ghosting. It's like... I guess ghosting is completely not... Any, any more, con- any yeah. more con- contact. Our rep would call it being agreeable, which okay. is what I often do when I'm on the phone. When I'm on a phone call, I be ag- I'm agreeable. Yes, that's I'm not right. Really, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, great, wonderful, fantastic. Have Can't no wait. Inten- have no intention of doing that. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. That's the worst thing in the world. Thanks. Great, wonderful. <laughs> How would you try and fuck me like that? Oh, wonderful, great. You know, you be agreeable, mm-hmm. but what you really intend to do is something completely different. And this is happening to a lot of people because they're talking about it on the internet, how some people just don't tell them straight on, hey, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, they're just busy. They're just busy. Mm. They slowly back away mm-hmm. from you. Maybe they're a little standoffish when that's, you notice it. I mean, it. That's, it, it's a tough thing. It's a cruel thing to, to do. Well, well, I think just breaking up in general is tough. <laughs> so, you know, you have to figure out a way that you can survive it. So if that's the way that's going. Yeah. But I think that you're right about this. The best policy is to find someone at least a phone call, at the very least a phone call. And again, it's dependent on many factors. How long, 
have you been dating? How intense was it? What, you know. How many times have you broken up previously? (laughs) Because that can make it a lot easier, too. Yeah. Because I've been in a few relationships where I broke up 30 times, right? And so the last time was just like the other 29 times. It was just like, ah, whatever. I guess we're breaking up. But then we never got back together. So Thank God. Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) Small miracles. Well, thank God for small miracles. Thank God for small favors. Because that was... I mean, we all have it. We all have that one relationship that really took us for a ride. Sure. This one just happened to last a whole longer, a lot longer than it should have. And it was a whole lot worse than most people's. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> but I, I think you should at least get on the phone and have the conversation. But more appropriate would be to do it face to face. In person. Yeah. Yep. Which is a really hard thing and to so do. You got to have courage. You do have to have courage. Mm-hmm. And that's why I prefer the text message breakup. Oh, no. <laughs> That's bad. But I did it twice. Well, the girl was in New York, and she wouldn't listen to reason. Like, anytime I got her on the phone, it was just like she was talking circles around me because I think she knew it was coming, you know? And so she would just keep asking about the next thing and the next thing and next thing. Anytime I was like, well, so she would be like, oh, it's a beautiful day here in New York. Let me buy you some tickets to come up here and see me. And I'd be like, well, I don't know if I have any time. (laughs) So eventually. I'm washing my hair. Yeah, I'm washing my hair. I have none. So eventually, I just had to write a long text message that said, hey, I've been trying to tell you this for a couple of weeks, but, you know, we're no longer together. I'm sleeping with your sister. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> sister wives, baby. Sister wives. <laughs> yeah, don't quiet dump somebody. Tell them face-to-face, in person, head-on, straight-on, what your intentions are. Take it from a couple of old geezer. This is the best way to do it because it leaves no uncertainty about where the two of you stand. True. Speaking of uncertainty about where you stand, I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. TCB. Hey you, guess you, I hate to interrupt all the fun, but I just want to remind you that tcbpodcast.com is where you find all the audio and the video, plus you can contact us to get your free 21 EPM sticker. Just go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button, tell us you want a sticker, drop us your address, and off we go. Plus, you can write to us at 855-TCB-8383, that's 1-855-TCB-8383. For all of our international listeners, we'll pick up the toll, go ahead and text us. If you have comments, questions, concerns, content ideas, we're taking them all at 855-TCB-8383. If you want to view the commercial break in a whole new light, go to youtube.com slash the commercial break to see the fully edited episodes. You'll love it or your money back, I promise. While you're at it, hit us up on Instagram at the commercial break and TCB live on TikTok. So let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break. ATCB Universe, I wanted to let you know that Hatch sponsors this episode. You know I have 12 to 15 children. It seems like there's a new one every single year. And there's two words that fill me with more dread than any other. Sleep training. We've learned a few things about putting a child to bed, and we've learned that routine is most important. But even with a great routine, sometimes you need a little help, and that's why Astrid and I use Hatch. The new and improved second generation Hatch Rest makes sleep better and more magical for the entire family. This all-in-one 
one, Hatchrest is a smart sleep device with a sound machine and nightlight that grows with your child. Even the youngest of our brood is getting a hatch as part of their bedtime routine. Babies love the continuous sound of white noise and lullabies for soothing and comfortable sleep environment, and toddlers and big kids sleep independently with colors and sound cues. We've been using Hatch and their easy-to-use application to change bedtime from a nightmare to a good night. And right now, Hatch is offering up to 15% off of your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash tcb that's hatch.co slash tcb so if you're ready for improved sleep with your children and yourself go to hatch.co slash tcb to get up to 15 percent off and free shipping one more time that's hatch.co slash tcb this is a product that we use we're falling in love with it and the kids know it's time to go night night when they see the nightlight of hatch thanks hatch for becoming a sponsor of the commercial break This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D and I quite frankly look forward to the relief and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergies. Symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. And many, many months ago, we came upon a friend. His name is Paul Cruz from the Paul Cruz Sales Agency. He is probably the most muddle mouthed salesperson (laughs) I've ever met in my entire life. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. And he has the Paul Cruz Sales Agency, and he is just as confusing as you could possibly be. He's supposedly a sales trainer, but we haven't found any tech uh, methodology that he's teaching that makes a lot of sense. No, and one we were reviewing it was like a circle. The tripod of sales. (laughs) The tripod tripod of sales. And there were circles here and circles there, and yeah. And he didn't even know where the circles led. He just kept drawing circles. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, step one, step two, step B, step B, one, two. It was really bad. Yeah. So I thought we'd check in on Paul, who's a pretty uh, consistent creator of content. Oh, good I for him. I thought we'd check in on him, see how he's doing, and let's get the straight shit on the straight line sales method, which is what he's teaching us here. Okay. All right? I'm here ready. Here we go. Paul Cruz. Oh. And the Paul Cruz he's sales agency. He's game with his look. Yeah, I would say he looks... I think looks, he's been getting Frankie, Frankie B. Frankie B or Grant Cardone. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a little yeah. Grant Cardone-ish there. Uh, I didn't know that Grant Cardone was a Scientologist. Did you know that? Mm. Grant Cardone is a Scientologist. Mm. Weirdos. 
Are you struggling generating sales on social media? Is your business stagnant in cash flow? Here's the exciting news. We here at the Paul Kerr Sales Agency have solutions to these problems. Simply visit our website at... Well, uh, you, you got to imagine that whoever he's has voicing this, narrating this, it's probably some cute little assistant working in his office. Yes, and you know he means business when he has his hat on. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the ball cap. Yeah, nothing says serious sales <laughs> Let me get business. down. That's right. In the business. Remember here. when we were like stuck in those sales training rooms for days and days <laughs> yeah, on end and they were like, the cap. it was the middle of the summer, they'd turn up the heat and somebody would come in with a baseball cap. <laughs> sales, sales, sales! <laughs> You're good down to it. No lunch until you sale! Sales <laughs> happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to do today, we're going to recap what we went over yesterday, but I'm going to take a little bit more slow so you could ask me questions and we could go into the, the, the psychology to that. And I- So Paul is currently <laughs> standing in a broom closet. <laughs> With a whiteboard. <laughs> With a whiteboard. And he's he's doing a sales training to one person. Oh, yeah, they just he's cut to one person. One person stuck in a corner on the table. <laughs> and he's like, you could ask me questions. <laughs> really? It's that kind of intimate setting? I thought I was at Red Rocks at a fish concert. I think you have a better understanding now than you did at the end of the day yesterday. Because what I did was, is I taught you how to use the vehicle first, just drive the vehicle. Now, I'm gonna, now I started telling you yesterday the, the psychology behind it. If I were to tell you the psychology behind it and then you try to script, you will be worrying more about the psychology than the actual process. So I had to do that so it actually what? is going to work. That would be me. I'd be like, huh? What? <laughs> I'm getting a job at McDonald's. Huh? What? <laughs> 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 <Broad> ice cream. Always <laughs> oh, out of that fucking ice cream, McDonald's. Better to your advantage. Okay, so we're going to go over several things. We're going to go over the straight line method, the, you know, the three, the businesses, what we have in common. And then uh, this actual sale, okay? So now... That makes perfect sense to me. I'm ready, Paul. The straight line method. The straight line method. Which businesses. That's how Astrid and I got 12 kids. (laughs) The straight line method. The businesses and then the sale. And then the sale. Okay, let's see if we can follow I'm trying to follow it. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. We call this the straight line method. Okay? Now, I'm not the creator of straight line method. Jordan Belfort is. He taught me that. But I added my Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> taught Paul Cruz the straight line method. Wow, how the mighty have fallen! <laughs> when is Jordan Belfort hanging out with Paul Cruz? Really? Yeah, they're running tight circles. Well, I got a little bit less respect for Paul than I did before. Own <laughs> style to it. Okay. Now the straight line method is like a track, right? What happens when a track? Gets off the track. It derails. What happens? <laughs> How exactly can a track well, get off the track? When a track gets off the track, <sighs> when you've uh, gone sideways. That's right, Chrissy. <laughs> when a table stops being a table, it's no longer a table. I just got to tell you that. <laughs> can I point out that there is a record player in the background? Do you see that? Yes, an old one. An old record player and like mm-hmm. a PV amplifier? Yeah. What is he doing? I, I guess that's the Friday the storage, sales party. He's in the storage room. <laughs> that's what's happening. He's at the local <laughs> U-Haul self-storage. Self you get into an accident, right? So the straight line method in a script, 
is going from A to Z, from the opening, right? And then there's 26 the things you yeah. have to do. <laughs> then there's an additional 37 steps on the track to make sure you don't get off the track. You don't want the track to get off itself, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? That's not a straight line method. That's an off-track method, which is a different one that Jordan taught me when we were doing a little nose hosing the other night. <laughs> to the close of the deal, right? Makes wow, sense. his handwriting is as good as mine. It says, Opon... Booty and Clobe. I, I know what. What's the middle again? Booty? Buddy? Body? Body? I don't know. Duddy? Duty? I don't even know. I don't know. Let's go back so that we know exactly what Paul's talking about yeah, here. We Not got to open. Sure. Open. Opon. He spelled Opon. it with two O's. Opening, right? To the body. Body. Oh, the body. To the close of the deal. Look at right? my body. Look at my body. <laughs> By the way, new idea, I'll talk about it later. New idea, merch. And Astrid and I were thinking about a couple t-shirt uh, ideas. Look, look at, at my, my body. body is one of them. And she's like, I don't think anybody will buy that one. I was like, are you kidding me? The real fans will. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense? Okay. Now, as I mentioned to you, the opening sets the tone, right? You have to earn respect. You have to earn trust. He, his writing makes no and sense. You have to his writing looks like... Ray Rankin's Rowl. I know. Ray Rankin's Rowl, Opon Booty Clobe. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing I can read on that is the A and the Z. Yeah. I mean, that's it. The track looks like a street, really. <laughs> it does. <laughs> not necessarily a track. Yeah, he's got terrible handwriting, but I am not one to talk because... Oh, but if he's training... Yeah, I guess. He should be more clear. True. There's only one guy in the room, though. I mean, I guess the guy could ask a follow-up question or two. Earn value. All within the first three seconds. And you see how I did it this morning. Boom, 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 Whether you're co-calling on regular co-calling like we're doing, or on social media, on your follower, describe, it doesn't matter. The principle still apply. So the opening, you set the tone for the relationship. How do you cold call on social media? <laughs> Slide into I don't know. DM. Thank God I'm not a salesperson in 2023. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Well, you're welcome. Yes, thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. Brian has Brian has brought you uh, along with him in this little <laughs> tree of trust. This little bubble we call the commercial break. Don't worry, Chris. It'll burst pretty soon. <laughs> the last three deals we got. We had three appointments. We got three deals. Why? We set the tone for how the deal was going to go. They did, and you did, right? And we got the deal, so we three for three. Is that always going to happen? No, but I know but we're going to have a high. Can I point out that in the in one of the last ones that we reviewed, his quote unquote deals were telling the guy, "Don't worry about his signature. Just tell me you're going to do it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? We don't need you to actually sign anything. That's right. Don't worry about it. We'll get that signature later. Yeah, I don't need your signature on the actual contract. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me that I can tell my boss that you told me that it's a pretty good possibility I may or may not at some point look at the contract and decide to do it. <laughs> Deal close. Deal close. Woo! Feeling good. Hit the gong. I got that feeling down in my bones that Paul Cruz is just selling more. But what was he selling? <laughs> Lawn mows. He was yeah. selling lawn mowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was landscaping. Landscaping. Mm -hmm. Hey. Whatever. Whatever you sell it. Like selling advertising yeah, to a <laughs> local dry cleaner is any better. I know. 
of that because we already set the tone for how things are going to go and it works, right? So we set the tone how the relationship is. Then you earn respect. They got to know they respect you, right? All in three seconds? He said you got to do this in three seconds. Yeah, boom. boom respect boom, me! Boom. <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring. Uh, hello? Yeah, it's me, Paul Curtis. <laughs> respect me now! I got two for one on lawnmowers. You want one? <laughs> who, who is this? Paul Curtis. Do you respect me? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Can you tell me you might respect me in some future day? Uh, Sure. Great, I just made it close. I'll follow up with you in a week. <laughs> uh, okay. Close another one, boss. Respect and value. I got both of those in the first first three seconds. They got to trust you, because if they don't trust you, they're not going to let you talk. And trust is hard to earn, but it's easy to lose, no matter what it is. Think about it. When, you know, the most valuable thing we can have with a human being is to trust them, knowing that, hey, you know what? You, you trust me with your office. You gave me the key yesterday. To me, I, I honor that. I, I treasure that. I honor that. So I brought all of my stuff that I was, did have in the storage <laughs> you, facility. You gave me the key. Yeah, you the gave me the key. <laughs> and I put all my stuff in here. <laughs> Try and kick me out. I respect that. You, you're adding value for me. Because when you know I won't do you wrong, and I won't do wrong. But that, to me, that's the altar. That's a trust. But it's easy to lose, too. Right? So I take that, and that's important to me. Other than that, nothing else matters because nobody trusts me. What's the point? Okay. Then the value. Well, the point is to sell. I don't think the point is to get people to trust you. Who gives a shit. When's the last time you trust a sales guy? <laughs> I mean, come on, a pure sales guy wasn't your friend. I go to the car dealership to buy a car a number of years ago, and every Mother's Day, Christmas, birthday, random Fourth of July. This guy will call, ask how the family's doing, send me follow-up yeah. cards and all that other stuff. I'm not sure I trust the guy, yeah. but I'll buy from him again. Right. Why? Because he seems like a likable human being who I think reliable. He's earning mm-hmm. my he's not earning my trust, he's <laughs> earning my sale, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't have to trust somebody, but I mean would I give the guy $40,000 and tell him to hold it for a week? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I give him $40,000 and tell him to charge me interest on it for the next 72 months. And my current credit credit rating, that's 21.7% interest. Annualized. <laughs> you got to show value. Not bringing the money. Is money the value or is the people the value? The people, right? So how we do it? We show value, solve a problem, and then we give the price. Now, the price is usually cheaper in their mind than the value already shown them. I bet this guy sitting here at the sales training, if it's not mandatory company required, it's probably like, I just lost $500 and I have no fucking clue what this guy is talking about. Yeah. Like if I showed up to a sales training to be a, first of all, never took one sales training, never cared. (laughs) But second of all, if I was to go out there and look for sales training and I found Paul Cruz and by some happenstance, spend $500 to get, you know, three days of training with this guy, I would be like, Hey Paul, can you do me a favor? Can we split the difference? Will you give me 250 back? I'll take you out for a beer. Yeah. You can <laughs> talk oh, to I've me. I've been to so many of these sales trainings. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. In my early days in sales, I mean, it was like mandatory. We would take, 
you know, these whole retreats where we'd have really? these. Oh, yeah. These mm. sales. I mean, this is, I've probably been to five of these different things. And I've seen Paul before, not Paul himself, but I wish you had I, seen Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. You're just sitting there and listening you, to gobbledygook. You're, you're taking some of it in. But in the end, you either kind of naturally have a, a sales ability or you don't. The one sales training that I took was Brian Tracy's the Brian Tracy the Brian method. Tracy method with <laughs> oh, the yeah. twelve tapes tape cassette tapes. Oh yeah, there's li- so many. Yeah, this is so many years ago that, and I remember listening to those twelve cassettes while I was drinking Bud Light early <laughs> in the morning, while my wife was at that, that my then wife at the time was at work. I remember I was just hammered by the afternoon. I had only listened to some of it. I kept having to rewind because I got distracted by things. But then I was picking up the phone and cold calling out of the yellow pages to try and sell someone the internets. And I just remember how drunk I was doing that. I was so nervous about picking up the phone and calling somebody. Works. Okay. So the boss. Same thing happened at Clear Channel. That's what we all got drunk and cold called people. (laughs) And now you transition to the body. What is the body? The body, you're going to increase your value. Increased value. Listen, I don't want to bring this into the conversation, but would you like to see my penis? <laughs> I feel it'll increase our trust and value. Right? You're going to do the storytelling. Forgive my writing. Storytelling. And then 90%. Storytelling? I can story actually telling. read. Yeah. It's the only word <laughs> on there that I can writing. read. Forgive my writing. It's the only one we could read. <laughs> What's the other 35 words on the board? He must have a lazy eye because he keeps on writing to the right. That's how they determined my eyesight was bad. When I was a kid, they asked me to write my alphabet Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper right next to the loose leaf line, the line Uh, on the loose leaf paper. And I kept drifting over to the right. And they said, Mm -hmm. oh, you got astigmatism. Oh, there. Isn't that what we did? Yeah. Right? So that. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that what we did? Yeah. What? Now, transition to the clothes. The clothes is just a win-win relationship. Right? Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. It's easy as closing. <laughs> just a win-win. Ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> I am Paul Curtis. Respect me. Two for one if you buy now. Uh, No. It's a win-win relationship. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Yeah, how do I win? Uh, let me go back one. Uh, let me tell you a story. I was on my way to the lawn care place this morning. And I tripped and I fell and I stubbed my toe. But I said, you know what? I got to keep going. So you want to buy from me? <laughs> uh, sure, dude. What are you selling? Motivational, uh, motivational speaking? Uh, I'm not sure either because I work for seven different places. But it's a win-win for both of us. <laughs> he does. He's always in a different yeah. industry. How, how does how does it how do I win in this one? Well, you get whatever I'm selling. And what is that? I'm not sure, but I'll get back to you on that. Can you say, can you tell me that at some point in the future, if I determine what exactly I am selling, you may or may not sign my contract? Uh, sure, dude. Whatever. Closed. Win-win. <laughs> Got another one, boss. But this is semantics because we're really closing here. That's what we're doing there. Now, why is the straight line method important? Because as I mentioned to you the other day, you're going to get objections typically in the opening. 
Erections? E- erections? Did he say ejections? <laughs> Ejaculation. Like night nocturnal ejections? <laughs> You're going to get erections. <laughs> the first part. The first part in the open. That I find to be true, Paul. That I find to be true. <laughs> I call this Pluto. That's all- Pluto? <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? Are we high? Do we take gummies? Am I fucked up and I just don't know it? I did. I spiked your water. Wow. You did? Wow. It's really good shit. Because I'm totally lost now. Totally lost. The track. How do you get somebody back on the track? If they give you an objection, how do you get them back on the track? You kidnap them. (laughs) You... You. you. <laughs> That's the one guy in the room. Well, I wasn't paying attention. I, <laughs> <Ha>! <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. I gotta go, dude. <laughs> whatever you just said. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, you. It's a win-win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you storytell. <laughs> yeah, storytelling. <laughs> storytelling value, relationship, respect, trust. That's right. <laughs> if you see objection and bring it back to. There you, you go with a rebuttal, powerful rebuttal, right? So your weapons is the rebuttal. Okay, so with the rebuttal. So if you go to Pluto, then you come back with a rebuttal. You get back on track. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's I'm, definitely not a straight line method, I would say. Uh, there is no straight, straight line about this. <laughs> if you could see this whiteboard, youtube.com slash the commercial break. There's nothing straight about this. Yeah, he drew a road yeah, and I put think... A to Z and then now has shot off like an octopus, if you will. That's right. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling Jordan Belfort took Paul Cruz for his credit card for a ride? <laughs> you bring them back on track. Oh, sorry. Let me back right? that up a little bit. And now they're not working with you. They're over here. I call this Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Pluto onto the track, back at Mars. You got the Clobe, you got the booty, and you got the Opon. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What happens is now you got to bring them back on the track. This is the support level, this is the resistance level. You always got to bring them back on the track. And what are the two major problems in the janitorial industry? What are the main things? In the genitalia industry? <laughs> he <laughs> said the janitorial. The janitorial he's, industry. He's now switched to the janitorial. Oh, God bless him. Mm. God bless him. Yeah. Well, was before before we started. Before it was what? It's going it's going through the repetition of the dog and pony show. Right. Uh, which is what? Which is the bid and walkthrough. Right? So we solved that. <laughs> Right? Problem solved. You sold it. (laughs) I think the guy in the room is probably better (laughs) equipped to give us sales training. (laughs) I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Now we don't have to do that. We do a dog and pony show, but first we do the show and then we give you the dog and pony when we get over there. But the point is we were able to do the the show show first and then then the dog and pony? We do the dog and pony. Huh. You know that dance. Yeah. <laughs> that pony. Come on, ride that pony. Come on, ride that pony. <laughs> and doggy. Come on, ride that doggy. Then pony. Then show. <laughs> to solve that issue. And that's because of the straight line method. So the straight line method is just a vehicle 
for you to get from point A to point B. And that includes the storytelling, all of that other stuff. It includes okay. all of everything else that's on this whiteboard. It includes all 98 words that I've <laughs> improperly spelled on this whiteboard in bad handwriting. <laughs> but don't worry. If you're on the straight line method. You really can't go wrong oh. unless you went to Pluto or to Mars. Then you got to get back on track by storytelling with trust and closing. <laughs> so that's what the straight logical thing you know that so mars represents what is that <laughs> so mars <Mars-ray. laughs> even the guy in the room is lost he's like so mars represents what where in the universe and why in the universe why do we start talking about the universe another uh, objection yeah it's just objection either on the yeah order system yeah that's correct and here may be where they're not with you so you may need to do something exciting or they may give you a stupid objection that has nothing to do <laughs> look over here yeah can you turn on your facetime camera do <laughs> with that right so for example we have a janitorial company i know that I think I keep on thinking he's saying genitalia. It sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like I'm it. calling you because I know you have that, but I want to earn you. Hi, this is Paul Cruz from the genitalia agency. <laughs> what? I'm just calling to see if you need any cleaning products for my genitalia. <laughs> no, I said genitalia. Which kind of cleaning products? Genitalia. Is it today or the next few months? Right? No, I, come on, man. Don't, don't give me that. Okay. So now you always got to keep them there. Here they may be out there. It's hard. It's easier to bring them from here to here than here to there. Oh, it's easier to go oh, from, easier Pluto from Pluto to track to go back to the track, track than Mars. Mars and go back. But to isn't the Mars track. closer to the Earth? I don't even think Pluto's Pluto. a planet anymore. I yeah, I think yeah. Paul needs to read up on his stuff, <laughs> or maybe it is a planet. I don't know. So many people got the upset dwarf. about yeah the dwarf planet. <laughs> That's right. But how did how is it? How do you go from Pluto? I don't. Let's just listen. Yeah. Here it may take a more excitement here you just need to beat them down real quick boom i'll be briefer to the point i know you're busy okay bring them back here oh yeah but i'm happy with my janitorial company but well then i gotta bring them up because if they're sold on that then that's a, a much more sophisticated rebuttal so that's what the straight line <laughs> which i will be saying i will be showing you uh, 90 more words in the next for that sophisticated rebuttal ma'am you're on mars i gotta bring it back <laughs> With a sophisticated rebuttal, which I just have to check my whiteboard real quick, and I'll get back to you. But if you're in the if you're in the market for genitalia services, I'm your man. <laughs> and method is that makes sense? Okay. Okay. So now no. the script. Is- yeah. No. <laughs> your straight line genitalia method is really <laughs> kind of confusing. It's built based on this. And if you notice the script, it's go right in right away, transition to the body. And what's the body? You want to know the pricing, discovery. You want to do all that stuff. And what is the closing? You put in the contract together. We go meet with them and they sign. Now we're going to add to it. We're going to make sure instead of doing the monthly payment, we're going to try to get weekly payments. I want to make sure. See? <laughs> See how easy that was? <laughs> wow. We wow, get cash flow every week. Is, is it standard? No, but who cares? We create the standard. Is it standard? No, but who gives a shit? <laughs> we created taking money out of people's pockets for genitalia services. We're going to do business how we think is best for our relationships, right? Yeah. 
but it's got to benefit both parties. That's the streamline method. Okay? All right? Thank you. Uh, no clue what he's talking okay. about. But all right. Paul Cruz's genitalia services sold on a straight line, in case anybody's wondering. Uh, My hey, mind is, is reeling from that. How's your genitalia feeling? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chrissy, if you want to, I could take you to Mars it's and bring you back. Trusting. It's trusting? <laughs> Let me add some value by clobing you. <laughs> I clobed two more. I went on the Opan. I got two more to come back from Mars, and now I'm clubbing them. Uh. Oh, wow. Paul, man. Hey, I wanted to tell you something. I wanted to say something on a personal note. Thanks, everyone, for hanging in there while I have had kind of a strained voice for, like, the last 12 episodes. Yes. I actually really did have walking pneumonia, and uh, it's obviously caused strain on my throat and uh, my sinuses. So thank you for putting up. I was just listening to one of the episodes recently, and I was like, wow, my voice sounds ratchet. It sounds awful. So thank you. I know it's a little bit scratchy, irritating, and mucusy, but thank you for putting (laughs) up with my disgusting throat. I'm on the mend. Day by day, we'll get it better. Don't you worry. We'll get you back on track. Thanks, baby. Appreciate it. (laughs) That straight line method. Straight line method. All right. You get off the track. Get Get back on. (laughs) (laughs) Something about get off the track and off the track. Yeah, on the track, off the track, beside the track. (laughs) <laughs> TCBpodcast.com is where you go to find the track. <laughs> all the audio, all the video, we're right there from one location. The entire catalog. You know how to do it. Go to TCBpodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, ask us for a sticker. We'll send you one. Send us your physical address. Astrid will put it in the mail, and soon it will be to you. Put it on the back of your car. Send us a picture. Upload it to social media. Tag us. You know how it goes. 1-855-TCB-8383. 1-855-TCB-8383. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. We're taking them all at the phone line. At the commercial break on Instagram. TCB podcast on TikTok. And our favorite, YouTube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes the same day they air here. You're going to love it. It adds a whole new flavor to the commercial break. Uh, Morgan might be funnier than we are. Let's just be honest about it. (laughs) So go there and check it out. All right, Chrissy. Listen, I think that's all I can do I, today. I, mean, I think so, Brian. Well, I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. And I'll say best to you. And best to you. And I'll say best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Brian with a scratchy throat, Chrissy with a kraken. <laughs> we'll be back next time. We always say, we do say, we must say. Good. Goodbye. Bye.